Hello, everybody, and welcome to part three of this podcast, where we are going to continue through issue 11 of the Pro Detailer magazine. Drag them up in here you go, win- Doris. Have you, left, have you left the winching so you can drag the dead bodies in? You indicate with your nose. <laughs> the nose of the car. I'm still indicate. I've turned the steering wheel. That indicates that I want to move. Test that because you did invite me out. Yeah, I got. I keep on asking you to come and meet me in the field. And <laughs> yes, at night. You keep coming up with excuses. <laughs> Well, that brings us into, speaking of legal, into uh, an interesting, well, it's not really legal, uh, environmental article on microfibers, which James... say not really interesting. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> really no, I liked this. it. No, it's an article about microfiber cloths and about what happens to them after they've been used and when they're disposed of and how they can break down and cause all sorts of trouble and, and kill polar bears and stuff. So, James, would you like to say a little bit about that? I would, you know, eco-warrior and all. Yeah. Um, yeah no. But basically, I mean, we, we're... We're prone to doing it as well. You know, detailers buy, um, shout out to Costco, loads of Kirkland microfiber cloths. Not recently, but no, no, now they're back. Now they're back in stock. Left yeah. Still waiting on a pack of four to show up. I've left a baton downstairs. Mm-hmm. What's a baton? That isn't like the gin. You mean a bale? A bale, baton. A baton is like a stick, a bundle. Bundle, yeah. That, that's, uh, that's what the police in Simpsons say. Can I can I use your uh, can I use your hidden stick? It's not a kind of hidden <laughs> stick; it's a baton. What are you for? Hidden people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the, I was just wondering if that was the um, official term for a collection of microfibers. You know, like a business. like a flock of geese. <laughs> no, like a business of otters. Yeah. Is it a business of otters? Well, yeah. I think it, I think yeah. the collection for used microfibers is a shitty pile. Shitty pile. So or, I get that shitty pile of microfibers. Or in, or, or in most people's case, a dustbin. Um, so the, the, yes. the issue we've got is that um, microfibers are recyclable until they're made into microfiber. So they are synthetic polyamides. But as soon as they spin, they basically spin them, like spinning a yarn, as I am, um, they spin them to make them into very, very, very fine threads. Mm-hmm. And if you melt a microfiber, it's a lump of plastic. Because it's polyester and polyamide is the kind of the blend. Yeah, so, but poly- polyester and polyamide individually are recyclable. Mm-hmm. The problem we have is that when they're made into a microfiber, the risk of contamination of the recycling plant is so high that nowhere recycles microfiber. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's just one of the issues with microfibers. The other issue is that when we wash them, those we, we hear all the time about microplastics going into the water system. Yeah, from like face wash, all those beads you get in your in Yeah, microbeads, so they were banned. Um, but they were probably banned just before we were... Because this was originally going to go into the last magazine. Was, we ran yeah. out of space. Yeah. But it was just before then they banned the microbeads in California, didn't they? Yeah, so they're illegal in all cosmetics now. Mm. So if you go and buy whatever the face wash is, I bullfuck or something, I think it is, and they use... Exfoliating like ground walnut or shells or something. Yeah, I don't use face wash. I can yeah. tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gets in the way of my beard. That's why your beard takes so long to grow. My beard grows faster than anything else. It's because of my, my cod liver oil. I take my nails and my, my, my beard grow. I, do, you, I, do you have? Uh, do you take hair and mane? It's do you as in mane the state or hair and mane spray? 
No, I don't do it. Tailor Maine. Tailor- <laughs> oh, no, because you use the uh, the shampoo for ages that Vicky Butler Henderson advertises. Yes. Yeah, I, I oh, stopped Alpertin. doing that. Al- you, Alpertin. Were you putting that on your beard? Um, well, it probably did go on my beard. You know it's cheaper to just pour coffee on your head? No, I've stopped using it because I got irritated with the cost and then I bulk bought uh, 36 bottles. You only bottles. started using it because Vicky Butler Henderson was advertising yeah, but it. I've, I've been on it for four <laughs> years and I'm still going bald, so I'm like, sod this. And then I ended up getting a... I've got a job lot of kind of fell off the back of a lorry shampoo, unbranded, 36 <laughs> bottles, and they worked out 25p a 500ml bottle. And as far as I'm concerned, it's bubbly. It smells vaguely to be fair, of... You, of you, can, you, know, you can get 25 litres of lovely bubbly off of Bubbly off of Tim over at Envy for well, I'm pretty sure that that's sort of yeah. or something I'm pretty sure that's Thiggy Free what's it called Paraben Paraben Free yeah NDA or whatever the other one is I don't care there are enough bottles around the bloody bathroom and none of them are mine so what happened there were you just driving down a country lane and saying yeah pals you want 50 litres of this dog oil do you want to buy some shampoo? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to be all frothy? No, I did some online thing because I obviously we know. Was it a group buy in the Subaru Owners Club? You get it free with, uh, with five thirty. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so they don't run five thirty. Anyway, never mind. So so the microplastics is a massive issue. Yeah. Um, when we wash them in a washing machine, they get agitated and rolled around, and they release. As do I. they release uh, microplastics into the water system Um, the other issue is that you can I mean especially in our case because we've got a high quantity of cloths going through the workshop we kind of need a quick turnaround on the cloths Um, so we tumble dry them on low heat Um, and again that can knock dry microfibers into the atmosphere so it's mm. you need to make sure you clean the filters properly but ultimately the only way to dispose of them is through landfill and you know we're trying to avoid it going into the water stream but if we're burying it in the ground it's going to get there anyway mm-hmm. so what we're hoping for Ian and I have already looked into it um, recently is the introduction of bamboo fibre replacing mm-hmm. polyamides and synthetics um, and it is it's very soft. It's happening. Some Bam- Bamboo it is, is, happening. The, is technically the softest denier, is it? Denier. Denier. Yeah, it's, it is the softest in the world. Mm. It has that mark. Um, we've tried some variations of it before, and there's a bit of scratchiness goes on. But the problem is that the, the, the only way that they're produced at the minute is to be woven. Yeah. Mm. So they don't produce it as a fiber as such. It's a it's a loop, continuous loop like terry towels. Yeah, whereas a a, a microfiber is a singular strand, so it's yeah. it's almost like. Um, have you seen them extruding metal to make wire? Yes, same sort of process. So it's injection molding plastic through uh, ever decreasing dyes, to then get this super fine mm-hmm. hair strand effectively. And bamboo doesn't have the structural strength to do that yet. Bamboo is just cellulose. Yeah, it is. It's paper, basically, but it's very, very soft paper. Um, but, you know, I, they, it's getting there because I've got bamboo pillows and stuff that are amazing and they've got bamboo underpants now. And, and they're really like high-wicking as well, aren't they? High-wicking? High-wicking, yes. High-wicking. Oh, yeah. there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was an interesting article to write because there's a lot of info out there. Yeah. Um, but we it even prompted me to switch to reusable bamboo kitchen roll, which is a revelation. And you can wash it. Yeah. So you tear it off as a sheet like you would kitchen roll, but then you stack them up and wash them. I just use the dog. But then your neighbours think you're hanging out kitchen towel. 
Uh, it could be worse. I could think you're abusing a dog. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, the further north you go, the less weird that gets. Yeah. You can put next to your tea bags on the washing line. Yep, Charles and Nick Fisher. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> yeah, well, if you don't have any of that, Staffy Bull Terriers are quite absorbent. Um, so, on to another topic which we did, and that, this was fascinating. We got a pair of carbon ceramic brake discs from our friends over at um, Apex who run a Nürburgring taxi service of all sorts of cars. And and also, and track it. car hire, and they're a hotel. It's basically like a one-stop shop for any petrol head that goes to the Nürburgring, because you can go and stay there, you can rent a track car, and you can also go out with Maritz or one of the other insane drivers. Uh, one of them took my other half, Danielle, out, and we think, unofficially, they think that that M3... Now, this is no ordinary M3 either. It's, it's you can a, tell James is looking a, for a free yeah. ride next time. <coughs> so, well, that was a fr- that was a free ride. So that was a birthday gift that was given to me. But I'm so bad at being a passenger in any car whatsoever. Yes. Danny had never been around the Nurburgring, and I thought the first time she should go around we should be in a sub eight minute M3 <laughs> with a professional <laughs> racing driver. Um, so yeah, they basically run, in my opinion, the most popular taxi service since Sabine Schmidt. Mm. My darling. Have we, have we, yeah, sad news about something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, really sad. sad. Um, so anyway, we, we, we got those uh, carbon ceramic brake discs, and the idea was to see um, how delicate they really were, whether they were easily broken, and also what chemical, different chemicals or different pHs, solvents, and all the rest of it did to them from the point of view of washing a car safely. Well, th- this is the story that's, that you commonly read now um, of if you use a... Even vape, you shouldn't use anything acidic around carbon discs because they will puff up, explode, fail, people crash. Cars that crash are usually quite expensive, and yes, everything will. The people can be quite expensive too. The people yeah. can be quite expensive, but it depends how how well they crash. Frankly, it depends what you get for spares and repairs. No, but yeah, so, so so the 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 kind of the, the suggestion that if you use acids on anything with ceramics, you're going to at the very least render the brake discs useless yeah but we so the testing we did was sort of exaggerated as well so it wasn't even like a you know we'll just spray it and rinse it off and see what happens yeah, we see actually if we, crash. we actually had to get small pieces of disc to go into test tubes and there was only initially i had the uh, harebrained idea that we would use a Dremel and a cutting disc because, you know, it's carbon. Surely it's not that hard. So, yeah, we got the Dremel out, snap one disc, snap two, <laughs> snap three, snap five, and then we decided to get Old Faithful out. Lumpy, yeah. lumpy. Yeah, well, the first lumpy, lumpy, the first multi-tool that we used... Yeah, was we smashed a, twi- a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we broke well, this it. is the thing, you know, you, you, hear, you hear stories from uh, Porsche mechanics, and like, they're, they're very scared about dropping these ceramic discs when they do brake changes and things like that, mm. because apparently they're so brittle that if you drop them in the wrong place, they will smash into a thousand pieces, yeah. and there you go, five grand bill to replace this, um, this no, one I, disc. I don't, yeah, I, don't, I don't disagree that they could pros- possibly hairline fracture it and not notice, mm-hmm. but yep. to physically smash one of these discs, we, we... I said the hammer broke before the disc yeah, did. Yeah. We, we literally snapped the shaft off a hammer first, and then if you look at the photos in the mag, just to re- yeah, reiterate, got, both Ian and I are mid-air. A good two foot up. Trying to throw a hammer, club hammer at it. as hard as we can at this disc, and it took a good five or six 
full-blown attempts at throwing a lump hammer at this disc for it to actually chip. For us to hit it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for us to hit it, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of... Uh, really terrible aiming. It was hilarious. Look Loads how of health and safety are. going yeah. on. Yeah. No, it was, it was absolutely We threw hilarious. a brick at it at one point, and the, yeah, brick, the brick actually broke. damaged. Yeah. It was quite funny. It was quite funny. So, so they're, they're, they're not as brittle as you may think. And in jumping no. competition, by the way, James won. He he got a good two foot higher in the air. And I thought for once, you know, he'd be able to see the world from my point of view. What slightly sad and sepia toned. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was an interesting. And we tried lots of different things on there. And we got um, we tried submersion within various products. And we we did, as I say, um, strong pH, uh, both acid and alkaline. We did neutral. We did solvent. We did uh, control with just water, which strange enough didn't do anything. Yep. Um, so yeah, w well worth a read on that one. Um, the next thing that we did was again one of james's masterpieces which was the most topical thing in the magazine perhaps. yeah apologies for my political views in this straight away but i feel like small businesses need some sort of a voice even if yeah. it's a slightly irritating northern well one. you know what i'm like <laughs> um yeah i mean we've it's it's a topic that we knew was going to be uh, relevant um so many businesses and and sole traders and individuals and employees have been affected and are being affected on a daily basis from the lockdown period um we thought it and was the ongoing economic condition yeah i mean it, we, we we thought it was really necessary to speak to people from our industry and see how the financial help that was um offered Eventually. Helped them, yeah. Mm. Um, and what we did see is that some of them have really benefited, as in they're mm. going to come out of this with a real good standing to move forwards, um, you know, albeit through the SBBR grant or what have you. And it, it may be that they've come out of it much better off than they went into it, which is a yeah. good thing because it's going to help boost the economy moving forwards. Others were just left out more dry. or less left high and dry um and we've seen you know from the trade association we've seen many detailers either cut back on their costs or leave the industry completely mm -hmm. um even if it's only temporarily <coughs> yeah yeah exactly and and we've seen a lot of guys that have had to go and get normal in inverted in, 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 in quotation marks jobs um so it was great to speak to them and get their views on on you know the on, on financial the help that yeah. was that was given and how it helped to move forward and so the way this article is structured is that we've got sort of different viewpoints from various i think what four or five people in the end gave i think so points. yeah there's ones with e each type of each type of support out there so there was the sbr grants the, yep. the small business rate relief has uh, the self-employed self-employed furlough there was the employed furlough and bounce back loan bounce back, bounce loan, back as well, loan as yeah. well and the self uh yeah 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 that's it, that's yeah, it, we it, covered yeah. it. So, yeah yeah and we, yeah, we, had to keep the we didn't name who we quoted for this for the bounce back loan there not because of some massive secrecy but because there's somebody out there with 20 grand sitting in an account that we didn't really want to open up to some kind of scam um targeting so that, that's the only reason they're not I actually literally named. just need your pin number yeah. <laughs> that's that's all we need um, well we also know you know there's a they've got a gambling habit as well so it'd be very vulnerable on that side of this <laughs> yeah. how have you invested your bounce back loan well i've played some cards and, uh, you know. it's a sure thing it's a sure thing it's a sure bet honestly this time this time <laughs> it's guaranteed to come in it's good. Uh, in other news, I'm getting a new Subaru. Um, so uh, the we a new one. <laughs> That's no. a good idea. Don't you mean instead of those shitty old ones you keep Shut buying? Up. <laughs> Apologies for all the blasphemy in this yes, podcast it's got today very as well. Rude. Blasphemy. 
Well, I'm, not blasphemy, but, but profanities. Yes. Profanity. It's okay. This, you can only listen to this after nine o'clock. Jesus Christ, he's picking me up on That's blasphemy, blasphemy isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Jehovah, Jehovah. Sure, just, he's sitting again. I'm not just going for back reference, to prison. I actually said cheese and rice, not not what you think I said. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I was quoting Monty Python, so it didn't count. <laughs> <laughs> well, the more of that, the better. Um, so we've then got a little article which was provided to us, actually it's one of the rabbits content that we didn't kind of write, uh, which was about a school in Lower Stoft, which I think is in Suffolk. And it's just below Higher Stoft. Uh, indeed. And uh, there they have introduced a car detailing, or let's call it car care course, um, that kids can do as part of their kind of education. So that's... When we say kids, we mean sort of like teens. Yeah. It's not like for preschools or... I can't age... You know. Although, for getting <laughs> between those really tight bespoke <laughs> yeah. alloys, they, yes, yeah. you, can't, you can't beat a three-year-old with a mitt on its hand. Well, they've still got that's soft... Mine over they've still, well, they've still got a soft skull, so you can just put them in... Never mind. And squeeze through. Yeah, exactly. Well, they've got a bit of force. Um, and I mean, yeah. it's a parental right to push the squidgy bit. When they're Is babies, yeah. I don't know. I have no intention of breeding. <laughs> I, it takes it's when their eyes go money. crossed that you go, "Oh, it's a bit too hard." <laughs> yeah, no. Well, um, oh, you'll have babies eventually, but no, whether you like it or not, I've got babies. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. Superus. Um, the anyway, the other thing is at the end of it, having James having apologised for political views in the previous article, I must apologise for my uh, slightly cynical approach to how the education system works. I wrote a little monologue. Uh, yeah, but yours is that. very BBC Four. You're all right. Well, I, uh, it basically says the same thing. I just use longer words oh, and a bit of punctuation. <laughs> I like to do my writing with a clenched fist. <laughs> yes, and a stella dipped in ink. <laughs> That wasn't ink. So um, writing. So, <laughs> yeah. um, and that brings us into the PDM challenge. So this time the showcase. Normally we will have sort of three or four cars in showcase, and it's done by PVD members, usually uh, detailing cars. Because of lockdown, there's obviously a lot less material out there, and also because we were locked down slash locked in, we thought why not do one ourselves. So we looked around at our fleet of cars. Um, and mine were all broken, so we couldn't do that. Uh, we actually we couldn't find one that was good enough to use. So we had, to, we had to get Ian. the least worst. No, we had to get we had to get Ian's, and then his had the least amount of expensive jobs that needed to do. <laughs> that is true. Well, it's also the newest car by quite some margin. Uh, yeah. yeah. What is it? Oh, oh nine. Oh my nine, my yeah. youngest car is nineteen years old, so um, it's it's considerably newer. How much is the bus? The bus isn't really mine. I don't want to declare that I own a Peugeot. You literally TV. drive it more than anybody. Well, yeah, but I quite like driving around in two. Only because it's got a ramp on the back. You have to yes. climb up to get in. Well, it's also got the it's, it's a disabled vehicle. Them in the boot. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I could just drag them up in here. You go, Doris. Have you, left, <laughs> you left the winch in so you can drag the dead bodies in? <laughs> I have left the winch in. But that's only it's to it's so you can get the Doberman back in after it's gone for a walk. <laughs> in, in, no, winch. No, no, no. no, no you well. just attach the dogs to the winch, let them out, yeah. and then wind <laughs> them back in. <laughs> it's awesome, very awesome. Um, but anyway, and nobody's ever said that about a uh, disabled converted Peugeot partner TPL2. Um, so anyway, we did very specific. And yeah. I know you try and find one with a. The, no. They all have barn doors and they're all L ones and they've got the one point six. This oh is the two oh litre. God. It's got the double doors at the back. It's the L two long wheelbase. It's, it's you know it's a cool car when you have to explain it. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, like boats jokes. <laughs> like boats jokes. That was a joke. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Raise your left hand when you were trying to be. Say so what? Flat and disappointing. <laughs> 
um, I've got another joke then, but Can it's you not wipe the tear off of the microphone, please? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we did it in Sky, and we did everything to it in Sky. I mean, not everything, everything, but we, we, there isn't an orifice or an element that wasn't sort of touched and straight. And you both. And, and well, we didn't do the inside. <laughs> no, well, yeah, but you told us not to after, you, well, we decided against it for our own personal yeah, health we really reasons. really couldn't be bothered. No. Well, it was mainly because we we were on that car pretty much for a solid week. Yeah. We had, we had time left to do the outside. And you know, this, this is a car I bought back in uh, October, November last year and haven't had a chance to do anything with it because I keep having to write a bloody magazine. Yeah. Uh, it was this is my spare time. I don't have the spare time to do other other things enjoyable things yeah it's just right you don't really have hobbies though if you didn't have that spare time you just play a complete playing oh, yes, no, that's yes, my yeah. hobby yes play, playing computer games well there's yeah. other hobbies being generally angry yeah but uh, I, I can i can work that quite easily into my work life as well yeah, that's true that's true. <laughs> true um so anyway we did that and there were many pages and many photos and much yeah, we don't want to talk about that because it's so it's too you weren't there man it's still sore but we are looking to continue and basically try and do there are some cool little bits in that though we have to say we, we did we did try a hell of a lot of different techniques to get the best out of that paint and it did come up crackingly in the end to be fair Maybe it's printing. Maybe it's printing that document we yeah. sent about eight weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, little things like uh, taking care of that um, bit of clear coat peel. Yes, yeah. that was that was a remarkable not something success. that we'd want to try on a customer car, however. But it was interesting to have the opportunity with that particular set of circumstances to try something out and find that, yes, actually, it does work quite nicely if you wanted to and try it. you colour-coded your badges. Colour-coded the badges, yeah, just because there's no... Other, I, I decided to paint the calibers yellow because that's what the, I, I saw still, on an eight, um, I still ETV. think you should have done the S-line red square yellow instead of the lettering. Well, we could still, but... No, because then it's all the yellow. I meant just do the square to read oh, initially. The paint will come out pretty soon. Anyway. Yeah, it's not, it's not <laughs> as if it did a very good job of it. Calipers look pretty spicy, though. Yeah, they do. I look at that and think, oh, is that like an RS5 with ceramic carbon brakes? And no, no, it's a 2-litre TFSI. He's even put Quattro on there so people know that you can't drive. Well, <laughs> not dri- You laughed no, as well. There's no, no point you having having a you're a Quattro you owner. <laughs> it's, like having, it's like if you've got a Porsche, you have to have the Porsche hat. If you've got a Quattro, you have to tell people you've got a Quattro. Yep. Otherwise, how people know you're driving a Quattro, not just a Bogo two-wheel two drive. And if you're a BMW, yeah. you've got to sit in the outside and lay your main beams on apparently so yeah yeah and don't say don't indicate because well, i've high, always you only indicated. have the high beams on just in case you accidentally knock the indicator and people have a heart attack when you say indicate i'm talking about when people say indicate james they mean with the indicator lights not sticking your hand out the window with a middle finger attached to it you um, indicate with your nose <laughs> the nose of the car <laughs> you still indicate. i've turned the steering wheel that indicates that i want to move <laughs> into the side of their car if you're not paying attention out. to what my arms are inside my blacked out windows <laughs> either way i've bought what looks like a police car because i want you to get out of my way that's the top and bottom of it what, the only reason wagon? people buy a white bmw i think well, it's not white but it looks like a bit of a, a <laughs> sort of a creeper one doesn't it well it's a weird thing job. i'm trying to convince them because <clears> i pride myself on my ability to identify a car by its rear lights at night at about half mile distance and specifically front, front lights or rear both but, oh, okay. um, but specifically for the point of view of, of uh, making sure that if there is a uh, marked or unmarked police car in the vicinity that I am uh, in the slow lane or lane one rather so that it can pass safely to the emergency donut that's going to be going to so um, that's why I do it and I have to admit even though they've stopped using that generation of 5 series quite a while ago I'd, every time I see one on the motorway I, 
I'll, I'll dip down below three figures just in case. Just at least when you've what's, what's the weird? Sorry, what's the weirdest or most surprising uh, police motor you've seen undercover? Well, I've been pulled over by a. You'll tell me what model it is. It was the last of the saloon Impreza STIs. Yeah, there are quite a few of those. Yeah. Um, so I was pulled over by a black one of those in Stockport with no spoiler on it. Yes. And the second weirdest was when I was doing ridiculous speeds around the dark parts of Manchester and in Trafford Park and I was overtaken by a Golf R32 and that Golf R32 had a police sticker and it had uh, little blue LEDs in the corner of the windscreen and the back window. To be fair, I now live on the M4, quite literally on the M4 and I now very regularly see, uh, every time the Blues and Twos are on, I go out to have a look to my, my viewing post and there is an Audi B4 RS4 or B5 RS4, B5 RS4, that goes up and down blaring blue lights, and it's clearly not police. It's it's clearly somebody just with well, blue Well, you say that, but there's... Um, so the police use their personal vehicles occasionally if they're going to drug raids and stuff. Right. So they'll use their own vehicles, but they'll put the, the temporary lights in the windows and the rear windows. No, th- these are... This is this is clearly got the full pro strobe set up in the grill okay. and in the headlights. I had, I had a customer that had a white Volvo... V is it a V forty? V forty is the smaller estate car based on the S. Yeah. No V sixty on a. It's an S forty. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever it was, it was a T four. Oh yeah. R design. Might as well just call it full focus. Whatever it was, it was white and it was an estate, and he had some stuff fit to the front of that. Well, uh, to be uh, in honesty here, I've got undercover strobes on Boris the Outback, but they're all amber, and it's for zombie apocalypse, and if I need to like, do a well, rolling they, roadblock... They say it's highly illegal, but every Scania driver on Earth has got a blue LED... Thing in the backdrop. And saying. they've got blue LEDs in the grills and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, but are you going to stop a Scania driver at night? Have you ever seen the police Scania? Or the police... Yes. The police it's got the guy, unit? It's got that guy from Police Camera Action, or whatever the, it's called nowadays. John Suchet? No, 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 no. David Suchet. One of the one of the policemen. A there's a, there's <laughs> yeah, a, that's him. That's the one I was on about. There's a little David. Scottish policeman, and he's very, very angry. And he it's goes, he's Scottish. I, I, oh, I think it's just coincidental. Um, I'd be angry. And he's got all sorts of licenses. Like they had a flood thing. He jumped into a JCB and went and rescued a farmer from a farmhouse. And he's very cool in a kind of you know policey kind it of way. It sounds like a kids' TV show. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Yeah. Postman Pat. Or I feel like Bert, I feel like Bert's seen like some sort of kids' cartoon, yeah. and he's. I, I mean, I do get confused what are documentaries and what's fiction so I just go on the basis now everything is a documentary and, and to be honest life is quite scary um, on, on that basis but anyway he uh, was driving this tractor and tractor unit and he, he kept on busting other um, yeah. drivers because they're all left hand drive the trucks of course so the point, to be he, he, he can see down through car windows at people doing things they shouldn't be yes Yes. Like, you know, using their phone, not, not other stuff. Not other stuff. Is that no. allowed? I don't think, is it? I don't think it's I don't allowed. Think. In China, they have cameras specifically to catch you doing that sort of thing because apparently it's a common issue. Wow, I didn't realise how many people ate when they were driving. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. There's just lots of service stations in, in China. Um, so um, I can't remember how we got onto this. Hidden strobes, um, back. Oh, Ian asked what the weirdest... So what was the weirdest police car you've seen? Yeah. I, I, I'm, I swear to this day on the M4, I saw a Nissan Leaf. I be, are you sure wow. it wasn't a PCSO? Well, it doesn't matter. It was no. a police car, wasn't it? Well, it's not really a pursuit car. Well, it is for other Leafs. I mean, it's <laughs> they're getting more and more common now. <laughs> Will it take down Zoe? I tell you what, I don't think it'll be long before they get Teslas. And that'll be, that'll be scary. That will be scary. Because there's no It'll be funny when they all get hacked. <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> yeah, just, just steer him onto the hard shoulder. <laughs> no, no, not today. Not today. <laughs> no, I'll be all right, because I just stick to tiny little B-roads where those stupidly heavy Teslas are not very fast at all. Yeah, they'll still I catch you. No, they won't. They're four-wheel driving incredibly no, fast. No, put me in uncrashable Teslas, I'm too. Sure. I mean, okay. I'm sure there are a few um, Model S's. Yeah, but it, that might be just a PR stunt. Like they had a Lotus like the, in Like Ebora. the Koenigsegg they had in, a, in Birmingham. Yeah. and Stick what, it up for the day. The only place or, they generally use those cars is, is the Middle East, where you've got, is it Bahrain or Abu Dhabi or somewhere like that, where they've got like Lambos no, it's and du- Abu Dhabi Dubai. or Dubai, and they've, they've genuinely got supercars because cause they've, they've probably they seized them. Because they've seized the them and stickered them up. Yeah, and then, yeah, they need to catch people. Cool. No, well, I, I will make a bet that I can beat cross-country in an Uncrashable 2, which is the far Subaru. I can beat any Tesla apart from that little sportsy one. Yeah, uh, but by the time you've broken down and been collected, it will have stopped, charged up again, and gone. I have never broken down in that car. What's it's literally six? on the driveway with a blown bottom end. It is broken down. No, it's sleeping at the moment. I've never been left by the side of the road in it. So what is your 0-60 time on that Subaru? Well, I don't know because it's so non-stock that there's no official figures for it. But so is it? Is it sort of two point six? Is it, is like it less than two point nine seconds? No, my point is on twisty B roads where the fact that it only weighs sort of thirteen hundred kilos without the low centre of gravity that a Model S has, because uh, all the boxer, batteries are down bo- there. Boxer engine Subaru, and without and without no the regenerative 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 braking that a Tesla's got, where it can stop faster than you, and without the better the f- driver than most Teslas will well, have. Well, I won't be trying to stop. You. To be fair, and the four-wheel drive system that's obviously better than Subaru's archaic. Uh, I've, got plate, I've got plated diffs front They've and rear. They've got four electric motors that are adaptive to the road conditions. Yeah, I'm still... I, okay, well, look, as I say, it's a bet. What we'll do is when the police get Model S's... I'm sure I've had a rebuild on a crashable what two. a racing line actually is as I, well, I, I which will be interesting. Yeah. I, will, I will go and steal <laughs> a policeman's hat and um, provoke Give a pursuit. Give it to a pregnant woman to wee in. No, you can do that. Uh, can you? <laughs> oh, yes, of course you can. Can't oh, you? you can't. That's oh. bullshit. <laughs> oh, well. I, no, I, I avoid do you still, do you still urinate on the third wheel, on the uh, offside rear wheel of a hackney carriage, Bert? <laughs> Are you driving your geese <laughs> over London Bridge on a Tuesday? Have you tried to kill a Welshman inside the court's walls of Chester Castle? I have. You have to, <laughs> yeah, you're you just have to, a bit murdery anyway. <laughs> Apparently, you can, for you, can, <laughs> you can do it on a certain day, but you have to use a bow and arrow. When you're but not, no, you can do it on any day. You just have to be really fast at running away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, look, we're getting away from the serious point, and that is that I will steal well. a policeman's hat and uh, uh, show you when the police get um, Tesla S's. I'm going to have to be really careful to make sure that it's a policeman in Tesla S, because if he then gets into a Nissan Leaf <laughs> and overtakes you as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, it hurts just thinking about it. What would um, be funny is if you got to the Subaru and... You know that hilarious sound. <laughs> just that hilarious struggling with the immobilizer. Yeah, that <laughs> hilarious sound system that's been jerry rigged into the boot floor. Connect the batteries. Wait, I need to just swap. I need to swap the ring main over to the accessory main, and then she'll fire up. Just give me a minute. Just give me a minute. Yeah, I'll be stripping all the audio out when 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 it goes down to engine tuner and has a has a has a horny bottom. Yeah, ain't gonna happen. You can explain to them why you would have one in the back of their Tesla. <laughs> No, they'll never take me alive. Um, so um, not with your brakes, not <laughs> <laughs> little pieces, <laughs> Afghan all over again. Um, so that was. Did he have the some A5. sort of an encounter with an Afghan hound or something? We don't know about. No, it was a slightly dark point, um, I, I, which I won't go into. But about um, how, if you have an accident in a Subaru, there's probably in a ninety Subaru, there ain't going to be much left of you. And there was... Uh, anyway. There shouldn't be. There it's sh- a crime against <laughs> humanity of them being on the road. Yeah, to kill a Subaru, exactly. I agree. You might as well go down with your ship. Um, we read that in English class. <laughs> <laughs> well, I need a Dido song. Yes. I won't oh, go down I with this Dido. ship. Yes. Oh, God. White flag. I bet you were a David Gray fan as well, yes. weren't you? Yes, White oh Ladder. Oh, my God. I You're so beige. <laughs> I don't care. I liked it. It was nice music. You like the colour beige. <laughs> 
personified. Oh no, I could. I I'd like. Sort no, of no, I like the remix of David Gray as well. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I, I'm into some trends. You know. I like the Beatles and REM. They're cool. So oh, that's you know. controversial. Oh god, two yeah. of the most popular bands of all time. There. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you said like System of a Down, I'd say, oh, that's a bit edgy. Yeah. I've heard of them. I like Audio Slave too. Recently, accidentally discovered that, and that's really cool. Yeah, don't try and go and see them in concert though. Why not? Chris Cornell died. Oh, that'd be awkward. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know he was audio slip, but the name rings a bell. Anyway, look, popular culture, not my thing. Do you like Lost Prophets? <laughs> <laughs> I sense this. thing is, I think there is a band called the, the Lost Prophets. Line. <laughs> I, I think there is a band called the Lost Prophets, but I'm not entirely there was. sure. There was. <laughs> Did they get um. lost? No, one of them's They won't be able to together for about 12, 15 years. Yeah, 12, 15 years, and they certainly won't be doing any concerts near any schools. <laughs> oh, I like that. I quite like the Cardigans. I, their name to be fair, when he gets me. out, his uh, girlfriend might be legal. Yeah, that's true. Uh, cardigans, they, so were, they were famous for doing the soundtrack for Gran Turismo too. Oh, okay. They and also Romeo did something for the Romeo and Juliet yeah. soundtrack as well. They were mm. awesome there. As well, this well is so magazine-related. Yeah, yeah this is great. I haven't even got onto the butthole surfers. Bushold Surfers. Yes, that now that is a Romeo and Juliet soundtrack thing. Pretty piece of flesh. Awesome, awesome track. I uh, assure you, go and, go and Google or whatever you do on your computer. Um, so another showcase, We uh, I went down in, I think, January. Then it was in January or February. I went down to see a Mercedes G-Wagon AMG Brabus short wheelbase softback. Uh, be fettled by Gareth Fisher. Just um, to confirm, we, we're not entirely sure it's a G63. I've confirmed it's not a G63. No, they don't make one. Yes, I cocked up because in the video I labelled it G63, but it's Would actually a G55. G55 compressor. Yes, so it's fettled by AMG, then fettled by Brabus. Yeah, so it's basically a, a, a remapped G55 with some tricky split rims and stuff. Yeah, it's terrifying. I was I was completely a unnecessary. In, very silly indeed, but I still quite like it. Um, and then we have the PBD on tour, which uh, we won't go through in detail. But basically, we went around the country doing assessments and stuff for PBD members up and down the nation. Um, and um, then we go into the PBD directory, and that is pretty much the end. Oh, of there's one more thing. Right, two more things. If we turn to the back cover. Yes. Ah, oh, yes, yes, yes. It is uh. upside down for a reason. And it's the I reason is... I don't know is, what the reason is. Well, so it says that. Yeah. It's to be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it'd be different. Yeah. Well, I, 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 when we were over in Milan, I, I got ushered upstairs to go and see Marco, who runs Labo Cosmetica, and he was coming up with all these ideas, promotion ideas, which is why you guys will have a Labo Cosmetica brochure with your magazine, stuff like that. And then he said, I want to do the back page of the magazine. I was like, yeah, no, that'd be great. That'd be really cool. Um, and um, then he, he looked at me and he said, I'm a marketing man. Turn it upside down. And, and I was, um, or something to that effect. Um, and my heart sank when he said, do it upside down. And I said, why? And he said, because it's different. I said, yeah, but, you know, there are other things that are different. doesn't mean it's good. And, um, you know, he's, he's a strong character and I'm a, a, a weak character. So, yeah, it's printed upside down. But that do, you know what, do, you, do you know what would be a really good advert? If the page was just red, but then you put a pair of red glasses on and it revealed the advert from behind. Ooh. That'd be a good advert. Edgy. That's the next front cover. If you had <laughs> red glasses... Yeah, to get rid of the red. Is that how it works? I don't know. I don't well, know. We're, we're actually going to have to um, phone, phone Marco and give, give him some of his money back because, unfortunately, we printed the uh, <laughs> we printed that cover the right way up and it's just the rest of the magazine that's back to front, <laughs> yeah, so right. sorry about that. Um, we, we, we messed up. Have you ever, have you ever had a Japanese car mag? Uh, yes. So you get to halfway and then you turn the mag around and it's got another front cover and then you read the back half of the mag as normal. Okay. 
So the mag's split into two. Yes. And one's upside down. So you flip it around and turn it over, and you've got another front oh. cover and another half of a magazine. So that you're always turning it the right way. You're not over center. That's kind of cool. It is kind of cool, but they're full of like crazy. The front cover. Oh, dr my dream front cover for Pro Detailer would be a Japanese one. Well, we did that issue six. No, no. An actual Japanese one. Oh, I see. What, like full blown? Actually, no. In Japanese. Does that make it simpler? Oh, okay. No, I don't think that's going to work. Might so well. limit the, the UK readership. Yeah, I think we sent, of issue 11, I think I sent eight over to Japan. Oh, so there is a market. It's quite a little mm -hmm. market. Yeah, but I could do like I mean, 10 they do Japanese pay over the odds for, <laughs> for, for Western goods, don't they? Uh, yeah, I suppose so. And yeah, but the thing is, there's no attraction if it's not in English. No. That's why they That's why they want yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, we might as well just do a Union Jack and a Mini on the front. Mm, they took all the right on drive E30M3s. Yeah, well, we're importing back all the RVA MGBs. Sorry, mm -hmm. they're not called MGBs. They're just MGBs that we call RVAs. Aren't they? No, the MG uh, RV8. Yeah, me. it's the MG RV8. Yeah, but it's no one engine. It? it is basically a B. Do you remember yeah. the MGSV? Saw one of them. Basically a Beamer, did you say? No, basically a B. Oh, oh the RV8 right. really is just an MGB underneath with a, with a 3.9 EFI V8 in from the Rangey. Um, and if you look, I mean, they've done some bits and bobs, and I think they're quite pretty. Actually, they're just very narrow. They're all they're that. They're they're all were, they weren't released until quite late. Though. The nineties, yeah. yeah, like late nineties, ninety nine. I think they were released. Uh, the old no, so no, 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 no. Like K Reg ninety three. Are you sure? Because I thought they were like P and R ninety two. I thought they were P and R. I don't think they are. I think they're later. Than, they are later than that. They all came. They were, they were a classic design, a bit like when Mini was still making the original Mini in two thousand. Yeah. Oh, yeah well, I, I had a ninety eight R Mini Cooper mm -hmm. at one point. Well, I went cool. and looked at an X Pack on an X Reg. That's how late they made them. Blimey. Yeah. Couldn't afford it. No. RV8 um, Supply is the only place you can reliably buy the the brass butterfly valve um, bit for the inside of an SD1. How do we have girlfriends, really? Because, I mean, this sort of knowledge... I mean, that's interesting, you know, because that's a really easy bit to break. Or you could just put, or you could just <laughs> put, put a girlfriend... It's one of the very valve. easy bits to break on a TVR. <laughs> or you just, you just yeah. convert it to downdrafts. That's what all RV8 should be. Yeah, ITBs, maybe that's the way to go. No, no, just stick a Civic Type R engine in. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Talkless, gutless ricer. <laughs> right, well, um, before we go too far off topic, we're 90 minutes into this podcast, so... Oh, should we just do a quick mention about the front cover? Yes. Oh, we didn't actually go into any of the front cover stuff, did we? No, we've missed no. everything. We've done everything apart from the actual front cover. Oh, okay, yes, no, my front cover, that'd be, that's, that's so an interesting story. Basically, Ian's been watching... YouTube's videos of astro. He's now a professional photographer, don't you? He is now. He's you know he can focus a photograph. <laughs> well, I thought one of us should. <laughs> <Yeah>. Low blow. <laughs> Go get. Surprised you can see me from there with all that blur. Um, <laughs> so the the idea was to basically finish Ian's car and get it somewhere dark, um, which there are plenty of places around here like that. We're back to the dogging spots again. Yeah, back to the dogging spots. And do, well, Ian will explain it a bit more on how we actually got that Starscape. Yeah, so uh, I was looking in for age something a bit, bit different to um, with some photography bits I'd picked up. And I've always been fascinated by the whole astrophotography side of it. Not the, not the deep space photography, because that requires a bit more... Um, I, I can attest to that because you did invite me out. Yeah, I got a I keep on asking you to come and meet me in the field. And <laughs> yes, at night. You keep coming up with excuses. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's unusual because every other podcast Bert's talked about creeping around people's <laughs> houses in the dark. <laughs> I work alone, all right. <laughs> but no, I, I just find it... I, mean, I, th I think I started doing it with my, my Pixel 2 where it's actually got an astrophotography mode and doing these long exposures. And they were, they were a little bit pants, but I thought, well, now I've got a decent camera, we'll try to do some of these. And this was a, a really good 
place to start trying uh, something called photography stacking, which is when you take uh, sort of about 60 odds. Well, you can do it with less, but we took for this uh, photograph 60 images, long exposure, about 18 seconds each, and ran it through Deep Sky Stacker to align them all and uh, get the brightest detail out of it. And that's how we, um, we pulled out all of these fantastic star images from um, 2 o'clock in the morning on a isolated truck site and the, the, the side of it was so we, we've got that starscape which is the stacked images and then we took two further images one uh, which was essentially long exposure 30 seconds of the car um, and then we did exactly the same again but James ran around with a torch and we painted with the light so the car was suddenly brighter than the rest and then we compiled it all together through clever technology and software and voila, it was quite entertaining. It was a fun night because we had been working all day and we worked right through till about, what, one? Oh, no, we, we disappeared and then no, came we back, back, we came break, back about we? half 11. Yeah, we broke about half 11 and then came back about... Because we were out there at 2.30, I remember getting... Yeah, home. no, we came, we came back here at about half 11. It was still a little bit too light because yes. it was right in the middle of summer. Then we walked around this industrial estate and discovered that there was nowhere... There were trucks blocking every single kind of landscape yes. shot available. So well, we're going... And security lights away. that could really mess with our exposure. Yeah. So we basically went and found one of the old emergency access gates to an old airfield nearby, didn't we? Yes. And, and th that actual entrance off the main road was where we were going to set up. Um, well, we took some cool photos. There was an we did. We, we caught. Well, no, it was the meteor. We meteor. Caught, caught the meteor, didn't we? Um, and then, as we were sort of getting ready to set up the shot, a truck turned up <laughs> and went to open the access gates to the old airfield, and that's where Burton is. So we clung to the bottom so of the truck. You imagine yeah. it's the middle of the night. You're a lonesome truck driver, and it was just a rigid axle, 22 ton. And he um, came in, and it was a, like a padlock, serious padlock, and a chain to a big fence. And when he came up, and there were three blokes, three cars playing around with cameras in the pitch black. Um, Turning so their interior lights on and off. Yeah, and we were fully clothed at that point. We were fully clothed at that point. Yeah, point. yeah. Um, I think I was dressed all in black with my fast shoes on. <laughs> yeah, just your in case. White, your white shoes. Uh, last seen in the London riots, circa 2012. And um, how do you know that? Because <laughs> I watch telly. Um, and anyway, it was decided that I should probably be the nominated one to go up and ask the the truck driver very nicely if he wouldn't mind letting us in through his gate. Um, so I went up and sort of. And the problem is, I, I'm a, not a natural ninja, being you know fat. But I apparently he's a bit deaf or something because he didn't notice me. And so I was right up on his shoulder. And I'd just been sort of quietly breathing onto his neck for about 20 seconds. Didn't want to interrupt him from the whole locking process or unlocking process. And I went, good evening. Um, strange request, this one. Uh, we're from a magazine about polishing cars. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you could see turning around it through his through his mind's eye. I'm sure he was saying, I'm going to be murdered by these three weirdos. It was when you licked his ear first. <laughs> I didn't lick it first. What he didn't know is that he would have been <laughs> if he hadn't let us in. If he hadn't let him in, we would let James on him. Um, and um, anyway, so he said, look, I've got to dump this truck off. If you don't tell anyone, actually, that's the point. Um, if you don't, well, tell we anyone, haven't said where it is or who it was. No, so. no, it's uh, yeah. We'll, exactly. we'll we'll call it K F. No, no, it's too obvious. No, 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 no. Kemble A. No, no, no that's too, too obvious. Uh, sounds like Kendall. Sounds like Airport. Yeah, there you go. There you, there you go. go. No, but pronounced Kemble Airport. That's the one. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one's losing their job. Um, and yeah, but they don't know which company it's from. It could be any data recovery firm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. Call now. it G Site. It's yeah. fine. Anyway. Um, anyway, so uh, he said, "Look, I'm going in. I've got to do some paperwork, get the tacky sorted, uh, and then I'm coming out my personal car. So you've got 20 minutes." So we 
went in there. Uh, James and I, uh, well, all three of us took a couple of photos of the Audi. Then we left Ian alone with his Audi to have a sort of special moment and take 70 photos of the stars. Uh, meanwhile, I went off with James. We took photos of his Seat, which also appears in the magazine. And uh, anyway, we kind of deduced that we needed to take more photos, and the guy came back, and he had... Um, Actually, that's going to identify him. I've said he's got a Series 2 disco, which I was quite impressed with. Yeah, so don't, don't say that. Don't say that. Okay. And uh, he basically very kindly said, look, I trust you. <laughs> and I Good God. stifled <laughs> the laugh. And it's amazing what you do with a posh accent. And um, uh, he basically gave us the, the, the code to the lock and said, look. Just no, he didn't give us the code. Didn't he? Oh, he no, 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 no. And you, you didn't remember the code. And then you no, forgot he didn't. to put a thing on no, there. No, no, no. He didn't give us the code. He gave a strict instruction on how the chain had to be wrapped because they've had people break in. Yeah. And we did do that. But there was a little um, padlock thing guard that, we that should have gone. So if you are listening, which I guarantee you're not, very sorry. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. you haven't lost your job for that. But, you know, if they hear this, you're probably going to lose it over this. Well... No, hang on. If if you did, then get in touch, and I'll I'll come and chat to. Oh yeah, because you had to give him a business card. Yeah, so I, gave have called you I gave if there him. Was I gave him. I, I showed him my my driving license and business card, so that I could, you know, if necessary, be called upon to give witness statements. Look, I've made some effort to be a professional murderer. Yeah, I'm terribly <laughs> sorry about the robbery uh, of the three of us. One comes from the north. I'm not pointing any fingers. Well, he was his business card smell of chloroform. <laughs> yeah, yes. Chew it, baby. Just Chew don't it. lick it for Christ's sake. <laughs> um, so anyway, we did that. And then about, it must have been three, three something that we decided that we got what we needed. Well, it, was when, it was when it was starting to get light. So Yes. And then so, yeah, we then drove home and came back the following day and kept writing. So That was after I pulled into the middle of the road thinking it was the end of the industrial estate. Which is precisely what I'd done. Straight behind me. <laughs> straight behind you. <laughs> and then the weird, the, oh, this was a scary thing. Though. Oh, yeah. The yeah, police. The police. So, um, I go left to go down south, and um, I went. I went right towards Siren, and then we both met police cars, different police cars on full blues and twos, hurtling because you met it at a junction. Yeah, I met one coming the other way, and then another one, and. Basically. Meanwhile, Ian was nowhere to be seen at this oh, point. Oh, yeah, I, I was yeah. wandering down the country roads by then. Yeah, you'd taken the shot. So we know which car yeah. they were looking for, the blacked-out drug dealer in the A5. Yeah, well, exactly, particularly shiny blacked A5. Out, blacked-out A5 They did the comment how, how, how much gloss there was off of it, though, didn't they? Uh, what, the police? Yes. No, that no. wasn't that wasn't oh. their main main topic oh. of conversation. But I I just I was drunk because I was so tired. I was just sort of doing forty miles an hour along a sixty, quietly lolloping along in VOD, the old man's Audi. And actually, I looked totally innocent, apart from slightly my beard's a bit Al Qaeda at the time. Um, but they didn't stop me. And the leak coming out of the boot. <laughs> yes, that yeah. All that, the fluids. The fluids. Yeah. <laughs> fluids Meanwhile, I was in a black combat pants, black hoodie, black baseball cap in a Seat Leon Cupra. Bald head, Doing about beard. 90 down to 40. Yeah. And, so and they you know, just assumed you had a deal to get to and they yeah. wanted to serve you. And if the police Listen, mate, I've just met up with an A5 to do a drop, right? <laughs> I've got nothing on me. <laughs> I could I could just imagine the police sort of waving me down and saying, all right, pal. <laughs> and some poor Gloucestershire policeman thinking, oh, God, we've got a live one, get the ARVs in the helicopter. Um, so anyway, yeah, so we, we might have caused a, a major incident without realising it. I don't we we've all confessed. Well, yeah, but there is nothing between where you met the police car coming in the opposite direction to you and I met the police car coming in the opposite direction to me. There is nothing apart from where we took the photos. Yeah. It is literally just fields. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey-ho. Oh well, it's still good thing here. We're not popular. <laughs> yeah. Still here. It's, yeah. That was like when we, uh, my friend Barry, uh, that we used to do the fire painting photos with at CAD. Yes, we would regularly get neighbours complaining of twelve fire. foot, 12, <laughs> fire. Yeah. twelve foot high flames that would illuminate a group of twenty people dressed all in black. Yeah, a bit pagan. Should just, um, yeah, should just sort of warm some 
just wooden saying, cross or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Entitled to practice what's your what's religion what's in the, the way you see fit. What's the pagan Cru- symbol? Is it? The, uh, well, the, uh, a lot of them have a the Celtic Blair, cross. I've seen Blair Witch. Is that the same thing? Um, oh, it's well, it's the pagan cross. Is the one with the knotted thing at the top, isn't it? Yeah, there are various different interpretations of it depending on whether you're talking about. Pre- anyway, this is for another podcast. Let's end this. I did a pagan module at uni. It's a damn thing I can talk about. But anyway, oh yeah, now we're running out recording space. So we will call it a day there. It's goodbye from James. It is goodbye. Uh, it's goodbye from Ian. It's bye. And it's goodbye from me. Thank you very much for listening, and we look forward to joining you again soon. Mm-hmm.